You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. You are now locked and loaded for daily fantasy glory. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com, begins now. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Today and every day, we are brought to you by DailyRoto.com. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata, and today we are going to build the people's lineup for Week 8. Tony, I got a good feeling about this one. I think the people are going to cash today and this week, and part of it, Tony, I must admit, is because every single player in my own personal lineup, with the exception of one, are in the polls, so I feel good about the choices for the people how you doing tony i'm doing all right you know it's only nine games and depending on the slate that you play in you know it's it could be less it could be uh, if you went on thursday it could be a little more so it's going to be a little interesting today uh putting these lineups and that'll be for the next two weeks uh, with the six teams on the pod. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, also, if you guys were watching us or listening to us yesterday, you remember we had Arturo on as well. Given you know, Tony, given some great insight as to uh, you know some good NBA values. How'd your lineup wind up doing last night in the NBA? I wonder how Arturo's did. It was good to have him on, huh? Oh, you know, I got beat out at the end. So here, what it came down to it just outside the money. It came down to me in not putting um, DeMarcus Cousins in oh, my lineup. Man. And that one guy was such a good play last night. And if you had DeMarcus Cousins, you cashed. And if you didn't, you didn't win. So it was one of those nights where you have it and you go back to it. And Otero, uh, he'll be back with us sometime next week. And uh, he has a great insight to a lot of things. And he helped us out a lot with the fantasy football information if you want to check it out you know, on demand. Yeah, absolutely. And if you want to go on demand and see any of our previews of specific positions, we do quarterbacks on Tuesday. Running backs on Wednesday, pass catchers on Thursday. But, Tony, starting next week, we're going to switch it up a little bit, and we're going to put our focus a little bit more on the NBA. Still give the people a little bit of football as well, though, but we're really going to dig into the NBA, right? Yeah, so we'll basically give you a summary so we won't hang out to dry and be ready and rare to go uh, with a lot of that information. We'll make sure you get everything. We don't want to leave anyone else dry. But we'll be going to basketball, so truly you play every single night. We got you covered. But on Fridays... We'll go all football on Friday. So if you guys want to, uh, you're just a football guy, make sure you either watch the show live on Friday or you tune in on demand. Yep, it is a football Friday for sure moving forward in the NFL season, but we're going to go game by game in the NBA Monday through Thursday and let you guys really know how to win some cash in the association. And no, even though it is a football Friday, Tony, you're going to let us know any kind of late-breaking injury updates in the association that come out tonight, right? Yeah, so anytime, we'll keep you updated, anything you need to know for your lineups tonight and get you ready. Uh, we're not going to hang out to dry. Only one, uh, we have two late games tonight. I'm still pissed off about the NFL schedule. Like, you sit there and you think about how does the NFL have such a thriving business and yet they make so many bad decisions? Yeah, I completely agree. Between these London games, six teams on a bye, that disparity, and also only two games in the late afternoon window oh. this week. I wanna I wanna have red zone popping, but that is not yeah. going to happen this week at least. But that's all right. When we come back, what's gonna happen is we're gonna talk about what the people are putting as their lineup, and they're gonna be up so big, Tony, that it's not gonna matter how many games are in the late window. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata lineup lock live, coming right back. It's for the people. 
friends? If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell Greg Sussman say you. Welcome back to Line Up Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Hey, Tony, before we get into the people's lineup, what do you think about this thing where, uh, you know, Texans owner Bob McNair made some comments. DeAndre Hopkins walked out of practice today. It sounded for a little while like the whole team was going to walk out. What do you think? Do you think this actually matters on Sunday? You think D-Hop gets any kind of discipline, sits down, misses the first quarter, the first drive, anything like that? Or can you roll him out with confidence? I understand it's not a great matchup against the Legion of Boom per se, but he does uh, seem to stay on the right side of the field a lot too, away from Richard Sherman. You think D-Hop is okay? No, I think he's okay, but thank God that A.J. Green and Antonio Brown are such good uh, plays this week, and, uh, like, Hopkins isn't playing the Cowboys, because then you'd be a little concerned about it. But, you know, this is a a crazy issue, because I feel like DeAndre Hopkins did the right thing, and Mm -hmm. he's the guy that has to do the right thing, because none of those other guys, they can get in trouble. What are they going to do to this guy? They can't do anything to this guy. he's, He's half their offense. So he's going to have to go out there. They're going to have to let him play. And I was saying he should take it a step further. Why not just skip the game? And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Everyone wants to prove a cause, but nobody's willing to give out $300,000. And I wouldn't give out $300,000 either. I would, I would play the game and make sure I got a paycheck. Yeah, your game check is an incredible pull. And please, Tony, <laughs> don't say that because I have D-Hop riding out as my wide receiver too in my main home league in season long. So I need the D-Hop, the D-Hopopotamus to do his thing. I agree with you, though, Tony. And I said it before, like when Jerry Jones was talking about how his players who didn't uh, you know, stand for the anthem, I was like, yeah, let's see what happens if Zeke Elliott or Dak Prescott right. actually like call his bluff. But I digress here. We got to build the people's lineup. It sounds like, hey, Tony, we're going to put the people in the uh, post pattern, that $8 lineup. No. no? What are we doing? We're going to go in the $12 entry. So you're only competing against one pe- one person, you know, one person per team. 12,254 like entries that. in this one. And uh, our first prize is 15000 so it's not fifty. We'll be okay with fifteen thousand. That's okay. We gotta, you know, we gotta crawl before we could walk. Tony, the people need to climb out of a <laughs> hole. So I think that is just fine. And Tony, I told you, everybody on my FanDuel lineup is in the polls, with the exception of one. But it is not at the quarterback position. If you guys want to follow along, uh, we got these poll questions up at, as always, at the Tony Sincata at Spittin' Speeds. Here are our nominees for the people at quarterback. We got Kirk Cousins at sixty-four hundred, Russell Wilson at sixty-five. Andy Dalton at 5,700, and Carson Wentz at 72. Tony, in my lineup, I've got the red rifle. I've got Andy Dalton in my lineup. I believe, if not, like, it sets up for Andy Dalton, okay? Playing against that Colts pass defense. And honestly, you know the narrative how Dalton can't shine in the primetime games. Give me a 1 o'clock home start against the Indianapolis Colts. That's where I think he pops off. What do you think about my play, Andy Dalton? 
It makes too much sense. I've oh, used them come too. on. I, I'm using them too. It makes too much sense. We're all you on look them? At this o- yeah, you look at this offense, right, and you look at it. They're 28th. Indianapolis is 28th in the league at allowing points to quarterbacks. Blake Bortles went out and had 280 at halftime against them, right? right? Blake Bortles is usually the garbage time Blake Bortles. That's when he puts up those yardages. 280 at halftime. So if they fall the same uh, consequences, the only thing I don't like about Andy Dalton, like the only way that I can nitpick at this, because he's got a great salary as well, mm-hmm. is that Indianapolis has been so poor against the run as well. Do you wonder if they go and run it? But A.J. Green's been getting targets and targets and targets. I'm telling you right now, Andy Dalton's a strong play. A.J. Green's a strong play. And Joe Mixon's a strong play. Indianapolis is a 10.5-point underdog in a game against the Bengals. Can you believe the Bengals are favored over 10.5 points over anyone? Yeah, absolutely not. I was going to say that on Fantasy Freestyle. Tony, on, on Fridays, what I always do is I break down the home dogs, which home dog I think can win outright, and I break down the double-digit lines. And I, I tell the listeners to caution, you know, those uh, 10 points is a blowout in the NFL. And I don't know if the Bengals can blow anybody out at 9.5, maybe. But that extra hook really scares me with the Cincinnati Bengals. However, we're talking about Andy Dalton a lot. The people are on someone else, Tony. The people are, you know, I think they're hearing all the talk about Wentzylvania. They're going with Carson Wentz <laughs> at 30, 32% yeah. of the people. Carson Wentz at 7,200. Hey, Tony, can you realize that Carson Wentz is now the favorite to win the NFL MVP award? They're going up against San Francisco. Gotta like that matchup, but also the San Francisco run defense is piss poor. I could see the Eagles parking the bus in the second half what do you think about Carson Wentz we had the same conversation last week though, right, right? that's true and look what happened look what happened Dak got his and Ezekiel got his right so Philadelphia could have a situation here Carson Wentz is a guy that I said prior to the season if there's one guy that's outside the top 10 that could crack the top five it was Carson Wentz mm-hmm. and it was all because of the trust they put him in as a rookie they put a rookie out there, and they let him throw the ball the sixth most in the National Football League. And now he's picked up where he left off. He's gotten better. And he also gets some running yards, too, that yeah. people forget about. So I think Carson Wentz is the safest play on the board, and I think it's a good pick by the people. Um, I like Dalton, as we mentioned. And mm-hmm. I think we have one guy in the poll uh, that's going to get a lot of love this week. Who's that? I think people are going to be on Cam Newton. Ooh, I think when you look at Cam I, I did Newton, look at that against, against Tampa Bay, a good matchup. Yeah. I did look at that. And to be quite honest, Tony, listen, despite all the talk in the offseason, Cam Newton is now running the ball again and running the ball inside the 10 as well. I thought they were trying to protect them. Hashtag all quarterbacks matter. I heard the dumbest stat ever today. What's hey, that? But it, it, uh, Cam Newton is 5-0. and oh. After uh, incidences involving reporters and media, he's uh, five and zero, oh, and he walked out of a couple press conferences this week. Uh, so he was going for six and zero oh after disturbances with the media. I look at this guy right, and the running is is going to save him. He's never going to have a bad game in this game against Tampa. But the numbers are what the numbers are: nine touchdowns, ten interceptions on the season. His quarterback rating's low. Uh, I just don't have the trust in when people say Carson Wentz. Kirk Cousins has offensive line issues. He has wide receiver issues. But somehow he puts up a decent effort every week. 
I don't get the same with this guy. Yeah, fair enough. Hey, can we go back to Carson Wentz real quick? I want to ask you something because as you saw um, last week, their nine-time Pro Bowl left tackle, Jason Peters, went down. And honestly, Tony, you know – that could be an issue. What do you think if there's more pressure in the face of – maybe not this week against San Francisco, but long-term, do you think that could be an issue for uh, you know everyone's favorite new MVP candidate? I know one thing for sure, and it's not going to help, right? It won't help. And so it could only be a negative. But last year they lost a similar injury, Lane Johnson right? at right tackle. Well, he was suspended. Yeah. He was suspended for 10 games. Right. So it affected their offense. And then they got it going, and they were all right there. So I think it might take a little adjustment. I think they got the right opponent at the right time to uh, try to take care of that. And they've actually got a couple easy games the next couple weeks. That's true. One of the beauties about this Philadelphia Eagle team, they have already played, I think, four road games. You know, so their schedule sets up pretty good. And you know what else, Tony, that I noticed? Listen, if... Ezekiel Elliott does get suspended. They still have yet to play the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles could see the Cowboys twice in that six-week period. Maybe everything's shaping up nice for Philadelphia. I hear it's always sunny over there as well. Let's keep moving, Tony, and go to the running backs. And, Tony, I told you, everybody in my FanDuel lineup are on your polls. And because I saved some money with Andy Dalton, I have LaShawn McCoy and Mark Ingram as my two running backs. These two are the two guys who are both leading our polls. LaShawn McCoy at 8,700, Lev Bell at 93, Zeke Elliott at 92, and Mark Ingram at 7,400. Tony, talk to me real quick about these two high-priced guys, Lev Bell and Ezekiel Elliott. If you had to fit one of them in, who would it be? You know, it, to me, it's Le'Veon Bell. And the thing is, it gets to a price point, though. We have to pick one, Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown. And for me, the better matchup this week is Antonio Brown. Uh, Detroit's been okay defense there, and I can get some cheaper running backs where I don't get wide receivers that can put up Antonio Brown numbers. So I think we have to go outside the running back box to figure out what we're going to do with Le'Veon Bell. So he's out there. Then Ezekiel Elliott, they're 19th in the league at allowing points to running backs. I think Ezekiel Elliott's one of those guys that a matchup proof. He's going to get you 20-plus points uh, per game. But we're trying to look for a little explosion. We're trying to win win a tournament here. I think the LaShawn McCoy thing's interesting. He finally got in the end zone last week. We're getting all those targets from McCoy in the passing game. Oakland does not defend the pass well, and they're 24th in the league at allowing points to running backs. Uh, McCoy should be able to put up another big game. He got seven targets in the last game. He had nine targets uh, the week prior to that. Atlanta only had three. He had seven against Denver there. I'm looking at Ezekiel Elliott to be the guy that's going to catch the passes in this offense. An offense depleted of wide receivers and tight ends. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I like Shady McCoy in the pass game. Also, the Oakland Raiders are banged up on their back end as well. They got a couple of injuries. All right, so Tony, so far we've got Carson Wentz as our quarterback, but it looks like people want Mark Ingram as their RB1. He's leading the poll right now by a hair over Shady McCoy. So for right now, we got Carson Wentz in and we got Mark Ingram in as our RB1. We're going to talk about our RB2 and fill out the rest of the people's lineup. Up here on Lineup Lock Live, it's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. Come on right back, Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Hey, I'm Alyssa. And I'm Jill. And we're the interns. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network and DKMS want to send you to Minnesota this February. All you have to do is play our big game trivia challenge sponsored by DKMS. 
Starting next week, answer four questions right, and you're heading to the big game. Tune in to find out when the contest will be running. So what are you waiting for? Play the Big Game Trivia Challenge sponsored by DKMS, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Welcome back to Line Up Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's Dane Martinez, it's Tony Sincata, and it's the people as we try to build the people's lineup. So far, Tony, we got Carson Wentz at 7,200 in as our quarterback. And it looks like at this point we have Mark Ingram in at 7,400 as our RB1. Tony, and it looks like we also have a guy dressed up as Aaron Judge, all rise in judges' robes. Pinstripe judges' robes with a number 99 and a wig on here at Rock and Riley Studio 34 here in Midtown Manhattan. People are in the uh, Halloween spirit tonight here in Midtown. Well, Tom. yeah. So if they're going drunk over to see the Knicks, they might not recognize the point guard. Jarrett Jack will start at point guard for the New York Knicks. Uh, D'Angelo Russell in Brooklyn and Dennis Schroeder are waiting for news to see if those two guys are going to play. Uh, they're listed as probable. Uh, word comes out Dennis Schroeder will play, but he's going to play on a limited basis. And uh, Jared Jack now ready to go as a starting point guard for the Knicks seeking that first victory. Yeah, <laughs> they might be seeking for a little bit longer than after tonight, but I digress. Hey, Tony, let's look at our poll for RB2. We got Chris Thompson at 5,800, Joe Mixon at 4,700, Kareem Hunt at 7,500, which is a little bit lower price than he has been in the last few weeks, and Melvin Gordon at 8,100. Tony, the people right now are loving Joe Mixon 45%. You talked about it before, about how well this sets up for the Cincinnati Bengals. You and I... It sounds like we're going with the passing route. The Andy Dalton, we're probably talking about who we're stacking them up with in our next poll. But a lot of the people, it looks like this could be the week for Joe Mixon, Mixoff. Do you buy it? Yeah, I'll tell you what, I have to buy it. Now, this is a problem, though, right? Because we could see a situation. We see Martavis Bryant's an issue, right? We mm-hmm. don't know if DeAndre Hopkins is an issue. Well, Joe Mixon last week was talking. decided he was, he was talking. Yeah, he was the coach in the GM. So this is the perfect matchup to get this guy on a run, let him get out there. And yet we don't know really if he's in the doghouse or not. I think it's worth the gamble. I think he's a strong play this week. Those, uh, that defense has let up 200 yards to rushing in the last two games. Joe, if Joe Mixon don't do it this week, he's never going to do it. Fair enough, Tony. But the one thing that I'm worried about, I still need to kind of see it first. Like, you know, with these other guys, Kareem Hunt, Melvin Gordon specifically, you know they are the kind of workhorse backs. In Cincinnati, you know, Jeremy Hill is still getting five touches a game. Giovanni Bernard is still in there on drives. Like, maybe I believe that Joe Mixon has the best skill set. Of these guys, but it seems like these other guys are still on the field. Aren't you a little bit scared of what could still be a committee? Oh, I'm a little scared, but the committee's all right. I just want him to get at least an equal share, and he'll be all right. Because if you look at it, TJ Yeldon uh, was a guy that got Chris Ivory got in the end zone there. Uh, we had Henry and uh, Tamako Murray both put up good points against them. So I think it's worth a gamble at 4700 bucks. Now, the problem with Melvin Gordon is we don't know if he's healthy. He's banged up this week, yeah. Yeah, he's been banged up in the last couple weeks, but he still plays every week. And he's going against the New England defense. This is a crazy stat. Dante Hightower on the field 
the New England Patriots a 1.6 yards better a play. Really? A play. Wow. That's that, You know how crazy yeah. that number is? This guy's making a difference. You, so do you think the defense was bad? Now they take him off the defense. Mm-hmm. It, it, that's half a first down in three downs right there. You're halfway to a first down. Yeah, that's absolutely going to be influential. I'll talk about how I look to attack that a little bit later on in the show when we get to a different position. Um, Tony, I want to real quick go, go to Chris Thompson. Is this guy now just straight up the lead back in Washington? Do you think Washington is ever just going to end the uh, fat Rob Kelly or Samaji P. Ryan experiment <laughs> and just go with Chris Thompson? It seems like now they've become a change-up, right? They're right. the change-up, like you use a baseball term. Uh, they come in and they run hot every once in a while, but Chris Thompson's the guy uh, back there. And he's even running the ball out of the backfield mm-hmm. now, which is kind of crazy. So I think you look at it like this, and yeah, you could play him. And at 5800 bucks, he's a guy that definitely becomes imperative. Now, to keep him in the lineup, I think we need to have those games close. I think today right. we only have a one-and-a-half-point spread, right? So this is not a blowout. If you're in a blowout situation, if they're a 7, 10-point fair, I'd be worried about using them because the one thing Gruden's been consistent is that he's not an every-down back. We can't use him all the time. They're using him more and more. But I think Gruden in the back of his mind thinks they might wear this guy out. Yeah, they want to keep him healthy for most of the season. All right, so so far, Tony, Carson Wentz is our quarterback. And the people's two running backs are going to be Mark Ingram at 7,400 and then Joe Mixon at 4,700. Let's now turn our attention to the wide receivers, Tone. And, you know, I'm very excited because I know you put up, like, who you think are the four best plays, right? And so I had two of the four in my lineup at running back. I have two of these guys in my lineup lineup at wide receiver. We got Antonio Brown at 8,800, A.J. Green at 8,600, Pierre Garçon at 6,100, and then Doug Baldwin at 6,900. So, Tony, you know I got you know Andy Dalton in at quarterback, so of course, I am stacking him up with A.J. Green, and the people agree. 47% of the people are on A.J. Green. We talked about him being a target monster. We talked about him having just the incredible skill. There is no one back there for Indianapolis that can deal with him. I'll tell you who else I have in my lineup, Tony, and it is Pierre Garçon. Pierre Garçon, I like in San Francisco. I expect them to be down, and like you mentioned, garbage time points matter just the same, and the Philadelphia Eagles, really strong against the run these days, not so much against the pass. I think they're 30th in the league against the pass and first in the league against the run. I think this shapes up real nice for Pierre Garçon. What do you think about that, Tony? A nice way to maybe save some money at wideout? Absolutely. I think there's a reasonable chance that you can go uh, cheaper at tight end. If you use an Andy Dalton type or a Tyrod Taylor or guys down in that realm, uh, CJ beats hard, as you call him. Yeah, beat hard. Uh, You use one of those guys at quarterback this week. I think you can put a roster out there with Antonio Brown, A.J. Green, and Pierre Garçon. Mm. Use those three as your wide receivers. And I'll tell you right now, I like that going forward. This Mm. Philadelphia defense is good against the run which makes teams throw the ball against right. them, which they're weak against, and attack that weakness. A lot of times these numbers are skewed uh, because teams are behind. or there. This is just one of these defenses that are very good against the run and very poor against the pass. 
Pierre Garçon should have 13, 14 targets in this game. I completely agree. That's why he's in my lineup. Hey, Tony, I am, however, hearing reports that uh, Ronald Darby may be back for Philly this week. It sounds like he's questionable. He might be like a game-time decision. If he played, would that temper any of your love for a guy like Goodwin or Garçon or any of these wideouts? Yeah, first of all, I don't know if Pierre Garçon deserves the respect uh, to be followed over the field by okay. the team's he won't best be shadowed. That, that, yeah, I wonder if that is the case. And I don't know if he'd be on a snap count, Dobby, if he came back and played there. So he's not going to be at 100%. So I wouldn't err on the side of caution yet because it's just because he's coming back. He's been fighting to come back. It'll be the first game out there. I doubt he would play the whole game. All right, fair enough. Uh, so right now, Tony, the people have A.J. Green in as their wide receiver one, and Soda Speed's the spitting statistician. Let's look at uh, our wide out two. The poll here right now is Keenan Allen at 7,300, Michael Thomas at 76, D.T. Demarius Thomas at 58, and Adam, I'm feeling myself, at 7,400. Let's start with Adam Thielen, Tony. It looks like Stefan Diggs is going to give it a go. I'm a little bit worried about them trotting him out. He's struggled to kind of play through injury before. How do you think it sets up for Thielen against the Cleveland Browns over the across the pond on Sunday morning? Well, we went over this. We went over this a little bit yep. uh, the, the other night. Is that what happens here? Is that he gets four to five more targets when Diggs is not in the lineup? Right now, he hasn't. He hasn't translated into bigger games. He's just got more opportunities, but didn't translate into big plays. I'm worried about. Don't play Diggs under any circumstances. I think you're you're being held hostage here if you're in season long. I know. Like I don't think there's any way you cannot play him when he goes out and plays in the game. So you have to put him in your lineup. But in DFS, you can't. I think if you hear the news that. Um, Diggs is playing or not playing. It doesn't affect my feeling either way. Because, one, I'm going to get more targets the one way. And, secondly, you know what? Maybe they'll pay more attention. I get more uh, shots at the end zone. But I think it's going to be one of those moves that we're not going to have to worry about. Hey, Tony, you know, while I have you, let me get some advice real quick on my season-long squad. I do, in fact, have Stefan Diggs, okay? And if you remember, I got burned with that first Case Keenum game. I had Diggs on my bench. He went absolutely off. So I have a little PTSD when it comes to that, <laughs> right? Here's the beautiful part, though. Tony, I also have the Baltimore Ravens defense, so I'm sitting pretty already, right? My wide receiver four is Mohamed Sanu. Right now, I have Sanu in in place of Diggs because I, you know, I'm up big already and I want to go conservative because I think I've got that. What do you think? Should I ride out Stefan Diggs and maybe get burned again if he goes off or go the safe route and go with Muhammad? It's a new day. Uh, here's what I would tell you is that I would look at the matchup and if I feel like I'm a significant underdog, I would play Stefan Diggs. Yeah, I hear you. If I feel, if I feel like, though, I never want to get a zero. I right. always play it cautious, so I pl- I would play Sanu in that situation. Yeah, I'm the there. favorite. I'm the favorite in that, and I just got thirty some odd points from the Baltimore yeah. defense. So I'm Dude, going with Muhammad Sanu. I'm going with Muhammad Sanu. I agree with you, Tony. But the people are picking Keenan Allen right now as their wide receiver, too, at 7,300. Might this be the best way to attack that New England pass defense? The only thing I get concerned about is Keenan Allen now is in a crowded wide receiver right. stable where everybody plays well. But if New England scores, Phillip Rivers will go back 40 times in this game and he'll throw the ball all over the field. 
And now you have Hunter Henry becoming more of an offensive weapon. So not only the receivers, you have Melvin Gordon who gets double-digit targets, Hunter Henry that's getting seven or eight targets, and we're seeing Keenan Allen's targets go down every week. Keenan Allen used to be the only guy in San Diego they were throwing, mm-hmm. right? So we started out the year with 10, 10, 9, 11, 12. Then it goes to 9 and then 7 the last game. I think we're going to see more and more Keenan Allen being single-digit targets. He's still the best option there. I think he's still worthy of playing. He's only got in the end zone once. The price is only 7300 uh, I like it, but I don't love it. Well, the people are going with it. I agree with you, Tony. It's this one of those, like, go away from the wideout one. We shall see who the people's wideout three is when we come back. Lineup Lock Live. Hello, friends. If you want to win at Fantasy Sports, wouldn't you listen to the people who have already won at Fantasy Sports? I'm here to tell you about DailyRoto.com. Don't be intimidated by the DraftKings and FanDuel Sharks, even the Fantasy Draft Sharks. The guys at DailyRoto.com have not only won a million dollars amongst one of the writers, but they've created three others. That's four people who have won millionaire contests from this content alone. Don't be fooled by screenshots talking about $25,000 winners from other places. Go to DailyRoto.com where they have a proven track record of creating millionaires. DailyRoto.com. Tell them Greg Sussman sent you. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. We're presented by DailyRoto.com. It's Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. We're building the people's lineup for Week 8, and so far we've got Carson Wenton at quarterback, Mark Ingram as our RB1, Joe Mixon as our RB2. At wideout, we're going with A.J. Green. We're going with Keenan Allen. And, Tony, it's time to decide our wide receiver three. Our options are Ted Ginn Jr. at 4,700, Juju Smith-Schuster at 4,000, Robbie Anderson for the JETS Jets. Jets, Jets, Jets at 4,200. And then Brandon LaFell, if we really want to get crazy because we love this matchup against the Indianapolis Colts. Tony, I got to tell you, the only person I've heard more about this week than Carson Wentz is Juju Smith-Schuster. We know Martavis <laughs> Bryant is going to be inactive as his uh, you know, punishment for taking a personal day. The people are all over Juju Smith-Schuster at 4,000. I got to tell you, though, I mean... At best, he's the third option behind Antonio Brown and Le'Veon Bell. Do you buy the uh, juju? No, no, I I certainly don't. I really think that when you look at this offense, it's one of those things that we talked about yesterday with Arturo, right? Uh, He looks at the home and road splits. This offense struggles on the road. Mm -hmm. And now we're going down to a third option at best on the road in Detroit. No, I don't like Juju Smith. And also, the guy missed a couple days this week with a concussion protocol. Right. He was in the cold, dark, quiet room for a little while. Hey, Tony, you know about my narratives, my angles? One of them is going to start happening at this point of the season is rest disparity. What about the fact that the Detroit Lions are coming off a bye? You said that they were at home, right? What about the fact that the Lions are coming off a bye and the Steelers are not? Does that matter to you at all? You know what? It's it's interesting. I think that when you look at it, a lot of the people that uh, wager successfully on the games throughout their lives and do this as a living always look at that. And you look at it, too. In the NBA, we look at games like how many games are three games on the road. The third right. game is always drop-off and play. And you see that in, in a lot of times with football. We talk about it all the time. Going from the West Coast to the East Coast mm-hmm. affects teams. So it's certainly in play. I don't understand how it's in play because these guys – fly to a city, their uh, contract stipulates that they can't stay in less than a four-star hotel. Right. They fly on a pl- private flight, 
where they have uh, lounge chairs mm. and uh, everything you could imagine. But somehow it affects them. I have no concept how. Getting the best food. And if you can ask Brett Favre, they're getting the great masseuses as well. But <laughs> the people are going with Juju Smith-Schuster at 4,000 as their wide out three. Hey, Tony, I told you that I had one player in my lineup that was not on the poll, and it is a wide receiver. I want to ask you about it because you mentioned Cam Newton. I have Kelvin Benjamin in my lineup as well. What do you think of that play against the Tampa Bay yeah. Buccaneers and their bad pass defense? And also, Devin Funches on the other side has been banged up a little bit. I think Cam hones in on Kelvin Benjamin, and he can get in the end zone this week. What do you think about that play? I'm going A.J. Green, Pierre Garçon, and Kevin Be- Kelvin Benjamin. So here's the thing is that if you guys went off the board like we talked about with Cam Newton at the quarterback, they're facing – the second-worst defense against the pass. Mm-hmm. I think you can go ahead and you can use Calvin Benjamin. It gets down to whether you're going to use Benjamin or use Funches. Now, both of them are a little banged up, and you're looking at it, but Benjamin was the guy they target in the red zone. He only had six targets in the last game against the Chicago Bears, which surprises me uh, in that game. In Philadelphia, he had 13 targets, then he had six targets, four targets. So he's just not getting targeted as much as that I would like, and it seems like the confidence has shifted to Funchess over there in Carolina, but Benjamin has gotten the ends on the pass and has jumped in there. And as far as the people's lineup goes, we need the second-place finisher because uh, uh, on the uh, single-entry fair catch, they do not have the Sunday night game, so we Ooh. need the second-place finisher. Okay, so we are not going with Juju Smith-Schuster then. In fact, and it's great because we're here in Studio 34 here at Rockin' Riley's. You know what's sitting right in front of me, right, Tony? The people want Ted Finn Jr. in their lineup. 29% of the people are going with Ted Ginn at 4,700. So let's insert Ted Ginn as our wide receiver for three. But it does look like Willie Sneed might play, thus clouding that uh, opportunity. What do you think about Ted Ginn as their option this is a tough one right with huge upside three out of the last four games he's had at least 13 fantasy points 13 16 and 24 that's because he actually caught the ball tony he actually caught the ball well you know what people people kill ted ginn about this right and and he certainly could catch the ball better but people don't remember terrell owens led the league and dropped passes every year that he played and so you can drop. I think he had a lot more targets one. than Ted didn't, though. That's a function of the opportunity, well, though. Come on, his well, drop yeah, rate was probably nowhere like what Ted Ginn's is. I'm just saying you can drop balls and be successful in this league, right? <laughs> but you add Willie Sneed this week, right? I feel bet Mike Thomas was banged up, but it looks like he's going to play. Mm-hmm. I would love Ted Ginn if, if Mike Thomas doesn't play. I think it's one of those boom or bust picks. I would probably have dropped down and went with one of the other wide receivers, but I can see it based on his production. He always get he only needs one catch to get into the end zone, Ted Ginn. Yep. We gotta give the people what they want. And because there is no Sunday night football on the slate, we're going with Ted Ginn Jr. All right, Tony, let's talk tight ends real quick. Our options on the poll are Jordan Reed at forty seven hundred, Tyler Croft at three thousand, Hunter Henry at forty eight hundred, and Zach Ertz at seven thousand. Tony, I gotta tell you something. Early in the week, I had Tyler Crofton as my tight end as a weird stack with Andy Dalton. Then I just felt like, you know what? I gotta go AJ Green. So I took 
Tyler Croft out, and I put Hunter Henry in my lineup. You mentioned it before, Hightower out there in New England, the pass defense out there in New England. And here's something I got to let the people know about, Tony. We put out these DraftKings prices where Croft is at 3000 and Hunter Henry is at $4,800, $1,800 more. Over on FanDuel, though, Hunter Henry is $200 cheaper than Tyler Croft, okay? So I've got Hunter Henry in my lineup, I think he's the guy in the middle of the field that takes advantage of the Pats injuries like you mentioned. What do you think? Oh, I I think absolutely he's certainly in play, and he's a guy that I had in my lineup uh, to use this week as well. I think when you look at that San Diego passing game, it's more and more running back and tight ends. We're seeing the same thing in Washington, and now in San Diego, the same thing here, where we're getting away from the traditional going deep, the wide receivers, we're throwing the ball in the middle of the field, and these are the guys that are picking up. Yeah, absolutely. We probably see that in Los Angeles as well with the Chargers, right, Tom? Yeah, I not think San absolutely. Diego, right? Not San Diego. Well, you could go to San Diego and maybe see it in the park. I don't. What are they doing now? There's no football. Now, I don't know. Maybe the Aztecs are trying to win down the seam uh, oh. in their matchups as well. Listen, San Diego State, though, my man Gabe Morency told me about the San Diego State Aztecs, and I rode them at the beginning of the season for like they were like five and zero ATS at the beginning of the season. Big shout out to my man Gabe Morency. Let me ask you though, real quick, Tony, about Zach Ertz. I mean, this guy has been a revelation. He's pretty much gronk without the price tag at this point are you are you comfortable paying up though seven thousand dollars this week for zach ertz when we could get that kind of value you know at almost half the price with some of these other guys croft and henry yeah i'm not sure if it was arturo um uh, that talked about this yesterday or if it was um uh, it was mike rathburn today on the fantasy football frenzy you guys can go ahead and check that on demand Basically, what the problem is now is you look at Zach Ertz, he's priced appropriately. Before, we were getting such a bargain on him, uh, and now it's not there. He's got no 20-point games, right? But you'll take 14, 17, 18, 13 every week from your tight end, but now he's a $7,000 tight end. He's a Rob Gronkowski tight end. We need to see more out of him. Like, when he gets a touchdown in 60 yards, that's what he's supposed to get. Right, right, right. I hear you. Remember, as Tony has mentioned to us many, many times, we're looking to get that 3, 4x multiplier. So when now he's at 7,000, now we need yeah. over 20 points for him to be a good ROI, return on investment. How are we doing budget-wise for the people, Tony? Because the people are going with Tyler Croft at 30%, okay? But they're not stacking him with Andy Dalton. But you were early with it on Tyler Croft, predicting that week he got into the end zone twice. Once again, we're attacking. Attacking this Indianapolis Colts. The people are going to go with A.J. Green and Tyler Croft and Joe Mixon. It looks like they're taking all the Bengals, just not the quarterback. So basically, if we go with a, uh, a decent price defense, a cheap defense, we'll need a $4,000 flex player, and the people will be all set. Okay, we need a $4,000 flex play. I'm looking. We have not bypassed anybody, really, that has been $4,000 unless... We go right back to this tight end game. You know, I think 
uh, Tony, our nominees, because they already got Croft in. We got to either maybe try to fit Jordan Reed in. Maybe we go to Robbie Anderson. But I'll tell you, Brandon LaFell, that would just be another bangle. We can't do the entire Bengals offense. I think we might have to do Robbie Anderson at 4,200. But, Tony, when you try to figure that out and figure out our defenses, I want to tell the people that what they need to do is go on over to DailyRoto.com or RotoExperts.com slash DKMS, okay? If you don't know by now, then you clearly have not been listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network because we are partnering to help the fight against blood cancer. You can really learn a lot about how you can help the fight. You could register to be a blood donor. You could register to be a bone marrow donor. And you could really help save the life of someone struggling with this disease. And then, hey, if you go on over there, what we're doing is we're giving you a free entry to a DFS contest. If you win, you get entered with all the other winners for Week 17. If you win that... You get tickets for two to Super Bowl 52 in Minnesota. Tony thinks it might be a home game for the Purple People Eaters, and maybe you could take him. He'll be cheering. You know, maybe he'll have, you know, the big old uh, horns there, or he'll be doing the skull clap, something like that. But this is a great deal, right, Tony? You could uh, win at DFS, but either way, you're winning at life. Yeah, we're winning at life. We're going to come back, and I'm going to give you the option of Robbie Anderson or another guy. Okay. The defense we're going to use is the Carolina Panthers, 2800 bucks. They're going against Jameis Winston. Jameis Winston's a guy that likes to give. He's much like the Red Cross. Yeah. Every once in a while, he'll give, give, and give more. So we'll take a chance that uh, Jameis Winston, uh, with the hurt shoulder, will give some interceptions in that contest. And we come back, I'm going to ask you, Robbie Anderson or... Do we use Jalen Rashad against a tough Buffalo Bills defense? Sounds good. We'll make that decision. You'll hear Tony's lineup and mine. Come on back. It's Lineup Lock Live. DFS Lineup Lock, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. I've got Andy Dalton in my lineup. It makes too much sense. I've oh, used him come on. Fans. Only thing I don't like about Andy Dalton, because he's got a great salary as well, mm-hmm. is that Indianapolis has been so poor against the run as well. Do you wonder if they go and run it? But A.J. Green's been getting targets and targets and targets. I'm telling you right now, Andy Dalton's a strong play. A.J. Green's a strong play. And Joe Mixon's a strong play. Weekdays, 6 to 7 p.m. Eastern, only on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. FNTSY.com slash radio. Welcome back to Lineup Lock Live right here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Dane Martinez and Tony Sincata. And Tony, the people are heavy on the Cincinnati Bengals this week. I hope they don't defecate the mattress against the Indianapolis Colts. They are going Carson Wentz at quarterback, Mark Ingram at RB1, Joe Mixon at RB2, A.J. Green, another Bengal at wide receiver one. They're going Keenan Allen at wide out two. They wanted the good juju, but they can't have it because he's playing Sunday night. So it's Ted Ginn as their wide receiver three. And then they go back to the Bengals well with Tyler Croft as their tight end. Tony, you asked the question before the break. Give me Jalen Richard. He's going to be a starting running back this week because Marshawn Lynch is, in fact, suspended. I know the Bills are something like seventh in the league against the run, but I don't care because this is a guy who also is a decent weapon in the passing game, and I think that is where you're going to get some targets and potential in this PPR format that is DraftKings. Tony, I want Jalen Richard to be the people's flex play. We threw him in there, and Carolina rounds it out, and I totally agree with that pick. I would have went with the same pick. So top play there, and that's where the people are at. 
Here's where I'm going to go this week. I'm going Andy Dalton, as we mentioned, as the people are. I'm going Joe Mixon. I'm going Bilal Powell boom, in the game boom, against Bilal. Using him at the running back position. Antonio Brown, A.J. Green, and Chris Hogan I'm going to mm. use uh, at wide receiver. Tight end, Hunter Henry. And then I'm using Marquise Goodwin. I went with the other San Francisco wide receiver. And I'm using the Jets defense against Matt Ryan. And hopefully Atlanta is going to, again, be ineffective. Fair enough. You think uh, Steve Sarkeesian over there still has yet to figure it out. And the Jets may be able to take advantage. They've been a much better defense at home where they will be playing the Falcons this week. All right. I'm over on FanDuel. I'm going Andy Dalton as my quarterback at 7,600. My running backs, I told you, I'm paying up a little bit. I'm going LaShawn McCoy and Mark. Ingram at 84 and 7,200 respectively. My wideouts, I'm stacking A.J. Green with Andy Dalton. I'm going Pierre Garçon. I love that matchup. And I told you, I'm going Kelvin Benjamin at 6,600 as my wide receiver three. I think he gets into the end zone against Tampa Bay this week. I got Hunter Henry in as my tight end. And Tony, my defense, I'm going with the improved New Orleans Saints against Chicago, who I don't think, listen, they don't trust this guy to throw the ball more than 10 times a game. The Saints have been very opportunistic, touchdown heavy, getting turnovers, getting them back in the end zone. I like the Saints' defense this week against Chicago. What do you think about that, Tone? I love the call. I think it's one of the top defenses of the week uh, going against that Chicago. Uh, you're right. They will, they don't want him to throw the ball. They went and acquired Dontrell Inman. I don't know how much he's going to play knowing the plays and getting out there. He just got acquired this week. This is going to be, I think the Saints are really going to really run it up. You want to talk about a big favorite. They're a nine-point favorite. I'm more confident about the Saints covering the line than any other team this week. Yeah, I like the Saints. I'm laying the points there. And, Tony, you'll be with us on Sunday morning during this game of Vikings and Browns as we have Lineup Lock Live, the Sunday edition. But, Tony, you've heard from Nando DeFino that uh, we are all to be in costume. Tony, what's going to be your Halloween costume this weekend? Are you going to be Tony Sincata for Halloween? I have no idea. No, no, I'm not going to be Tony Sincata. Maybe I'll be Corey Parson, the fantasy executive. Oh, I like that. I like that. But don't tell Corey. Okay, don't tell Corey in advance. Just come on and we'll see. Because we're going to have a poll question. Who's got the best costume? My money is that the people are going to vote for Maria Marino. What do you think? I think that she's a huge favorite in this one. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Now, I hope she doesn't go with the cat lady costume. I'll be disappointed. Okay, I will relay that message, but we shall see. Tony, real quick, uh, literally, real quick, uh, we didn't talk about Chris Hogan today. You like that, huh? Uh, uh, Hulk Hogan, yeah, absolutely. I'm looking at that San Diego defense. I think there's going to be a shootout. And I think interesting. Some put up some you know what? I am scared for Tom Brady this week. Joey Boza, Melvin Ingram. I think it might catch up to him. I think his uniform is going to be a little bit dirty. We shall see. We'll talk Sunday, Tony. Have a great weekend. It's Lineup Lock Live. Let's get the people some cash, huh? Have a good one, Tony. We out.